0: Welcome once again to Latos Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've had a few stories lately involving good news. The other day it was regarding civil asset forfeiture. This one is regarding qualified immunity, and it's the Institute for Justice doing good work. Uh, Chris sent me a note, said Steve, check the story out, and um, Nick Sabilla wrote a version of the story for Forbes, and Nick Sabilla works with the Institute for Justice. So Nevada Supreme Court upholds the right to sue the government and blocks qualified immunity. So in this story, it's a landmark decision It happened just in December. The Nevada Supreme Court unanimously ruled that victims of wrongful searches and seizures have the right to sue the responsible government officials. And just as critically, the court firmly rejected qualified immunity as a potential defense against those lawsuits. The two holdings by the court will better ensure that government officials can actually be held accountable for their misconduct. Uh, The judge who wrote the opinion for the court said, Absent a damages remedy here, no mechanism exists to deter or prevent violations of important individual rights. And a right does not, as a practical matter, exist without remedy for its enforcement. And so that's the problem. If you allege that the government did something wrong and they go, well, it doesn't matter because of qualified immunity, you know, we, you can't hold us to account for it anyways. Then suddenly it's like, well, then really, you don't have any rights with respect to government abusing you on things like this. So this is a, a strange case, too. And when you hear the case, you understand why it came down this way. And unfortunately, it often takes cases with really egregious facts for the courts to actually go, OK, you know something, this is going too far. So what became a pivotal ruling for civil rights started because a woman wanted to see her boyfriend. Okay, Back in 2017, she traveled to a high desert state prison to visit her partner who was then behind bars. While waiting, simply waiting to visit her boyfriend, she was approached by two correctional officers who then conducted a demeaning and humiliating strip search of her. So she's waiting to see her boyfriend, and two guards decide to uh strip search her uh, They found nothing, so they then banned her from seeing her boyfriend and revoked her visitation privileges. Now you don't know if they got upset because they didn't find anything or if they got upset because it made them look stupid, or maybe you know I don't know they, they were they were just so upset by something, but the point is they found nothing and I have people who occasionally want to second-guess the facts of these stories. And they'll say, Steve, there must be more to this. Well, I assure you that when the case gets to a state Supreme Court like this, they've decided on the facts, meaning that we have the facts in front of us that pretty much everyone agrees on. And with those agreed-upon facts, here's how we rule. So when they searched her, they found nothing. If they had found something, it would have been in here. They found nothing. Then they said you cannot ever come back and visit. Boom. They didn't explain why they did that, but those two things are facts. Presume they're true, because for these purposes, they are. So she sued, arguing that being strip-searched, violated her rights under the Nevada Constitution, and mirroring language found in the Fourth Amendment, the Nevada Constitution safeguards the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects, against unreasonable seizures and searches, which sounds very, very similar to what's in the Constitution's Bill of Rights with respect to the rights of people against unlawful searches and seizures and so on. So Nevada's legislature, like more than 40 other states, never passed a Civil Rights Act that expressly allowed individuals to sue the government employees who infringed on their constitutional rights. Only state lawmakers... The Nevada Department of Corrections argued have the power to make government workers liable for civil rights violations. So the state argued and said, she cannot sue us. If something bad happened, you report it to their bosses and their bosses will take care of it. So the only remedy is that they might, they might, they might be sanctioned for what they did by their bosses in the workplace. They might be. But leave that up to them. They'll take care of it. It's an internal matter. It's got nothing to do with you other than you file a complaint. Fortunately for Mac, that's the woman's name, the Nevada Supreme Court disagreed. Constitutional rights must remain enforceable in the absence of some action by the legislature or risk that constitutional rights become all but a mere hope. When it comes to self-executing rights, like the right to be free from unlawful searches and seizures, the legislature lacks the authority to pass legislation that would abridge or impair those rights. So they're saying that even if the legislature stepped forward and said you cannot sue for this, well, it would violate the Nevada Constitution as well as the U.S. Constitution. So we're just discussing it as hypothetical because they did not do that. Likewise, a justice wrote, the availability of remedies that follow from violations of those rights does not depend on the legislature's benevolence or foresight meaning that you get your rights from the Constitution, state and federal, not handed to you by the legislature when they feel like it. In addition, the Nevada Supreme Court refused to import the legal doctrine of qualified immunity. Remember, that was created by the U.S. Supreme Court 40 years ago. Qualified immunity shields all government workers from liability unless they violated a clearly established right And that usually requires finding an almost identical case as precedent. Qualified immunity prevents victims from holding the perpetrators accountable. Because remember, to show a precedent, there must have been a case before yours that ruled such. Well, that would mean for that case to exist, there had to be a precedent for that case. And it would be, you know, turtles all the way down. So since there can never be the first case that found the prior case, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that you simply cannot sue the government uh, workers for things like this. To visit the prison, the woman had caught a ride with an acquaintance of hers who was also trying to see her boyfriend behind bars. Uh, Like her, she also said she was subjected to a humiliating strip search. And she also filed a civil rights lawsuit. Apparently this was a problem the prison had. They just had a thing about they liked to strip search people who came in to visit their friends. That's all. Unlike... Her, though, the second woman, whose legal claims based on state constitutional rights can now move forward, the first the other woman's case involved federal claims and was ultimately blocked by qualified immunity. Even though the Ninth U.S. Court of Appeals ruled that strip searching the second woman was unreasonable, the court still dismissed her case since there was no case in this circuit where we held that a prison visitor has a right to leave the prison rather than undergo a strip search. So they couldn't find a case that said that, so they couldn't rule that way. Accordingly, that woman's right to be free from strip searches was not yet clearly established. So I don't know if the Institute was involved in both cases, but it sounds like the case brought under state law was a stronger case, obviously. Though the Nevada Supreme Court ruling is currently limited to searches and seizures, It's already making an impact. Consider a man who is a veteran who served in the Marines for 16 years. He had his entire life savings, over $87,000, confiscated by a Nevada state trooper. He was never charged with a crime. I did a video about that, and it was one of the most outrageous examples of civil asset forfeiture. He did not back down. Just a day after the Institute for Justice filed a lawsuit, the government returned the cash that they had taken from the man. But the rest of his lawsuit was put on hold while the Nevada Supreme Court considered this case. Now, with a resounding win for individual rights, that man's case, to hold the officers accountable, can finally move forward. And by move forward, they'll probably settle it, because there's not much they can do on this now. The wheels of justice for that man can finally move forward after being on hold for more than a year, said Institute for Justice Attorney Ben Field, who participated in oral argument for the case we've been talking about now with the Strip Search woman, as we urged, that would be the uh, Institute for Justice. The Nevada Supreme Court holds that ordinary people like Stephen, uh, that's the man with the uh, the money at the side of the road, can sue for damages when government officials go over the line and violate the most basic guarantees in the state constitution. Uh, so that article was written by Nick Sabilla. I've mentioned his name before. He's a, a writer for Forbes and a bunch of other places. And uh, I decided to pull his bio here, uh, because I want to give the guy a special shout-out. He's a legislative analyst also at the Institute for Justice. And they, of course, are a public interest law firm. Besides Forbes, he writes for The Atlantic, The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Post, Barron's, The Guardian, Slate, Wired Reason, and his stuff has appeared all kinds of other places and newspapers nationwide. And so I've mentioned before, the Institute for Justice, who is helping this woman here, Uh, does great work that most people couldn't get done without somebody like the Institute stepping in and doing it. Uh, And they survive primarily from donations from people who think what they're doing is good. I mentioned a few months ago that there's a program at Amazon called the Smile Program, that if you joined that program, a slice of every purchase you made would be sent off to a charity of your choice, and you could assign that money to the Institute. That program is coming to an end. So... That's not possible anymore. It's unfortunate because so many people in my audience had signed up to do that. And so, unfortunately, you got to take an extra step now if you want to support the Institute, and that is go to their website and is donate directly to them. And I urge you to do that. And as I'll do with every video I do for the Institute for Justice with one of their stories, is I will put below this video in the description a link to their site. And I urge you, even if you don't want to donate or do- can't donate or whatever... To at least visit their site and take a look at what they do. And you realize that organizations like this, um, the fact that they're out there is extremely helpful. to people who are otherwise helpless. And someone's got to do this. It's almost like in a time where you need superheroes. And, you know, who's going to save Gotham City? Well, someone step up and do it? Except this is nationwide. And civil asset forfeiture, qualified immunity... Uh, out of control, local city governments, they, they, they're they happening everywhere. And a lot of people comment in my videos, they comment via email to me, uh, and I just see it in the news that this stuff is happening everywhere. And so the, the Institute for Justice does great work, and I urge you to support them if you can. So again, that Amazon Smile program was fun while it lasted, but they're doing away with it. I don't know why they said that it wasn't working, but Sounded to me like it was. So if you can support the Institute, please do so. But otherwise, they did just get another big win here. Nevada Supreme Court upholds the right to sue the government and, in the same case, blocked qualified immunity on a state claim. Chris Sennett, thanks a lot. Nick Sabilla wrote it for Forbes. Questions, your comments, put them below. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The happiest of all lives is a busy solitude.